My only concern with this is because I don't look at the slate. Yeah, that's intelligence and guile right there. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is At The Helm Sports. I'm your host, Derek Helm. Thank you for joining me for episode 92. Please be sure to follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave those five-star reviews. If you are going to be playing any DFS this weekend, you definitely want to head over to themadlabmma.com. Probably do that. Pause this real quick and head over there because there's only three days left for the package deal where you will get Run Pure Sports playbooks and as well as mad labs breakdowns for dfs my my own breakdowns we have a ton of guys over there providing nfl bets all season long so you definitely want to get in in that also you will get mad labs mma picks and boxing picks so you will absolutely own the weekends on saturday with mma and sunday with the nfl also head over to yardsperfantasy.com by the time you are listening to this my showdown lineup is probably up there and my cash game breakdown will be over there as well on Friday. So check out yardsperfantasy.com. We are going to dive into week one DraftKings now. And joining me, we have the crew, James Fitzpatrick. <laughs> this is where you say, hi, how's it well, going, guys? I was on I was on mute trying to get my DraftKings. What's up, guys? Week one, let's as, go. As usual, off to a great start with Fitz and Dave Utnick. Boys, we made it. And yeah, mute button fits. And Mike Carpenter. Boys, how are you now? So we're going to do a little bit something different to start off this season. Generally, we go through the pricing, go through the positions, but I do think it actually makes a little bit more sense if we go through game by game. Really, the whole entire name of, of DFS is, is game correlation. You, you want to get as many things right as you can and, and go through the game theory, go through your stacks. So I think going game by game actually allows us to do that a little bit better. So we'll start right off at the top. We have Cincinnati at Cleveland. Cincinnati is a two and a half point favorite on the road. We have an over under of 47 and a half. Now, if we're talking about this game, I, I do actually think it obviously starts with Burrow. Now, if, if you're going to play Burrow, 7,100, not a bad price for him. Obviously, he could be a little bit low-owned because the calf is an issue. But Fitz, why, why don't you start it off? Do you, do you like this game? Do you think Burrow's worth the risk? And and if so, who would you pair him with? Um, I actually yeah, really like this game. Um, I think, you know, it could be a, be a shootout. Um, I, I, you know, I do like Burrow. I would, you know, obviously pair him with, with Chase. Um, if you want to go a little cheaper, um, you know, Irv Smith, tight end. We don't really know how he's going to fit there, but, you know, Hayden Hurst had good, good games there last year, and Irv Smith's more athletic. So, um, you know, you're looking week one, you know, unknown. You're playing, you know, playing something like the Millie, a big GPP. I think, uh, you know, good dart there is Irv Smith um, at tight end. I mean, a little double stack with Chase and Irv Smith. Um, but I'd probably play more uh, Deshaun Watson. You get the $1,100 um, price savings. You get the rushing upside, and, you know, we don't really know. He was bad last year, but I'm kind of high on Sean Watson, and uh, I like pairing him with Amari Cooper on the other side. Yeah, it's definitely doable. My my biggest thing this week is is week one is so volatile. There's so much that we don't know. I'm actually going to approach this slate trying to get the least amount of volatility I possibly can. So I, I'm going to try and go with as many 
sure things or, or as many players that have less questions, if that makes any sense. And Watson just, we have no idea what he's going to be. Is he going to be the old Watson? Is he going to be absolutely horrific? So I'm probably on the Cleveland side, leaning Cooper, you know, 5,800, not a bad price for him. And and Chubb's going to be a monster this year. So 8,200 for him, I, I, I like quite a bit as well. I, I don't think I'm going to use any Watson. If if I were to do it, it would probably be a Burrow Chase stack, maybe Burrow Higgins. And, and like you said, I do like Irv. Or if you wanted to do a, a, a mini stack, I think Mixon at 6,800, he's going to get a ton of work, especially if, if Burrow is banged up, he's going to get a monster workload here. So I think you could do a skinny stack, even if you wanted to pair him and, and just Cooper on the other side and be on your way. I I think that's the way I'd, I'd probably rather do it. But Dave, what do you think about this game? Uh, it's one of the ones I do like a lot from this weekend. Pretty high team uh, game total, like you said, up near 47. A um, couple of pieces that you guys haven't mentioned. Uh, Elijah Moore is $3,800. Liked him all summer going into drafts. I think you have a ton of value there. You might even get a little bit overlooked as you're going to have a ton of value on this slate. Uh, another Cincy wire. I mean, I like T. Higgins a lot. Um, you're probably going to have to pay up a little bit to get him there, but I do think he's worth it in value um, in this offense here, especially if Joe Burrow's right. Um, I can see this game, you know, putting up a decent amount of points. I'm not going to go and full on game stack it, but I think uh, you might find some pieces here. Like you guys said, um, that should be a part of one offs or part of skinnies or mini stacks. Yeah, absolutely. I, and another thing to keep in mind is there actually could be a lot of weather already week one. I mean, there's going to be a lot of rain around the country all over the place. So that's that's just another thing to keep in mind, too. But, you know, an over under of 47 and a half, they, they do think that there's going to be some points scored in this game. So, Mike, why should we play Amari Cooper? Because he's Amari Cooper. And regardless of his quarterback, like his entire career, like he finds a way to just get there. You know, I'm not saying get there like in the Jefferson Chase range, but in the $5,800, like he's going to get there more often than not. And I think, you know, a skinny with Cooper and Mixon is just, you know, the best idea we've talked about so far. Um, you know, I think by the time we look at the rest of these and then circle back, this game is going to look a little more tasty. Um, but it's I just would hate to get it's still a divisional game. And I know it's week one, but it's a divisional game, and they're usually not as high scoring. So I don't want to get carried away, even though there's a lot of good-looking pieces here. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, I do think, just because of that reason and, and Burrow's injury, that it, it could go overlooked a little bit. So I, I do like it. And I absolutely love Mixon if, if you're playing cash as well. He'll, he'll probably definitely be a running back in my cash lineup. But we can move on to the next game. We have the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Washington Commanders, Redskins, whatever the hell you want to call them, football team. But the Commanders are minus seven at home. We have an over-under of 38 and a half. This game just is probably going to be pretty gross. I, I Arizona, I just expect to be one of the worst teams in, in the league. So honestly, from from an Arizona standpoint, I don't know where I'm really going to go. Maybe Connor, just because of how much work he's going to get, probably going to be their entire offense. And I'm actually thinking about Wilson down at 3K. 
Uh, I do think that he could be a piece that you could possibly use. I, I saw Marquise Brown is dealing with a hamstring injury already. So if they have no one to throw to and, and they get down, they're going to be throwing a lot. And 3K for, for a guy that could see a lot of opportunities, not really too bad for the Arizona side, but they're probably literally the only two I would even consider. As far as Washington goes, I, I'm hearing some people thinking about Howell stacks. I just don't think this is the game to do it. I do think he will have his moments. I do think he's pretty good. He runs a little bit, but I, I'm not really liking it here. I'd probably just rather play Dotson as a one-off in this game and, and stay away from the rest of it all altogether. 5K is a really good price for him. With McLaurin banged up, he, he could see a ton of work. We saw him in, in the two preseason games get a lot of looks from Howell and, and look very good doing it. So th that's probably what I'm looking at here. But, Mike, why don't you start us off with this one? Is there anything you like in this game? No, I'm good. Howell, like I, I like you said, I think he'll, there'll be better spots to play Howell. Like, I, I just I, I don't need any of this, to be perfectly honest. Absolutely. <laughs> I completely agree with that. Dave, what about you? I I'm not touching any piece from this, including the commander's defense. Um, high on defense. There's going to be other spots you can play defenses. Don't lean into chalk defense. Not definitely not cheap chalk defense. That's all I can say here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they are at a good price point, but as you said, it's they're they're probably going to be by far the highest owned on the slate, and it could pay off, but. There's probably other places to go. Fitz, what about you? You want anything to do with this game? Yeah, I'm not going to um, be too heavy on it. I'm not going to, you know, have a lot of stacks in this game. But I think there's a lot of good, uh, you know, one-off pieces in this game. Obviously, uh, you know, I like Rondell Moore. Just, you know, short passes. You can have a rookie quarterback or Dobbs, whoever it is. Um, you know, if, if Washington gets up, you know, they're going to have to pass. You know, they're going to have to, um, you know, score some way. So, you know, PPR, you know, get, you know, Rondell Moore gets some targets there. Um, you know, I like me, you know, Tanya, Antonio Gibson to get more involved in the past game there. I love Dotson, um, especially if McLaurin doesn't play. And, uh, yeah, I don't hate Howell. I mean, it's, it obviously, there's a lot better places you can go, but a little Howell Dotson, um, you know, Rondell Moore bring back, you know, you can get worse than that. Fitz, Rondell Moore is $4,200. Sell me on Rondell Moore and the team that's got a 15 point implied total. You can easily get, you know, but I get double digit targets, even if they're five yards from the line of scrimmage and catch eight balls for, you know, 16 yards. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. So you had, but Rondo Moore can easily break one of those, you know, 70, you know, 50, 60 yards, and that pays off 40, 200 right there. Not going to be heavy on it, but as a one off, I like it. There's just going to be so many cheaper options with guaranteed volume on much better options. It just, I, can't uh, I, I think yeah, Wilson the, the on, on, on his team, skinny. 3K. He, he's going to get more more opportunities, more snaps than than Rondell Moore at 3K. So I, yeah. I'd rather the $1,200 savings. Is he, though? Is Michael Wilson going to get more more snaps and more targets than Rondell Moore? Yes. Yes. Potentially. Point, point what, blank, what, yes. What are you basing that off? The fact that Rondell Moore was a part-time player when they literally had no one last year, and he plays out of the slot primarily. And if, if Marquise Brown is banged up, it's, it's Wilson that's replacing them. And Wilson is their only receiver. That's over five foot 10. So he's got that going for him too. Rookie. Okay. All right. I think we've absolutely spent way too much time on that game already. So 
we can move on. We have next the Tennessee Titans heading to New Orleans to face the Saints. Have an over-under of 41 and a half, and the Saints are three-point favorites at home. Now, this one, I, I'm really probably not going to be playing much here either. I think it's pretty straightforward if you're going to play Tennessee. You have Derrick Henry at 7800 Not a bad price for him. You got D-Hop at 6900 and maybe a little sprinkle of Chigakonkwo, 3800 But really, I, I mean, I might just go with some one-offs here. I, I do like Alave quite a bit. I think he will be very popular at only 6500 so I'm going to be playing a ton of him. And I do think Michael Thomas actually could be pretty sneaky because everyone's going to hear that name and they're just like, oh, no, he's washed. But he's actually healthy for once. And the first game of the season, you would expect him to be the healthiest he could possibly be. Did score some touchdowns early in the year last year when he was playing and healthy. So 5.1 isn't a bad price for him. And then, you know, Kamara's not playing. Kendry Miller's banged up. So Jamal Williams at, at 5.1 he might be the only guy in the backfield. Now, maybe he doesn't have a ton of upside, but he, he's going to get all the work there. So really, that that's all I'm looking at here. But Dave, what, what about you? I like some, <clears throat> I like some of these one-off pieces here. Really like Chris Olave as, you know, either a part of a mini stack here, even just a one-off. I think he's got just a great role on this team, and there should even be some points scored, you know, in this game. I like Tennessee a little bit more than market as it is. So I think this is going to be a competitive game. Um, I'd watch Jamal Williams ownership. Uh, It's just something to consider. He might get a ton of work, especially early on in the season. Um, And Traylon Burks really didn't get enough practice time in. His price is a little bit high to eat, but might be a uh, pay up to be contrarian type spot. He could catch, you know, a few balls and a touchdown here. Yeah, I, I, I could see it. I just, like I said before, I'm I'm trying to avoid as much volatility as I possibly can. And even when he was the only guy last year, he was pretty volatile. So I'm probably staying away from there. But, Mike, what about you? Give me all the Jamal Williams. All of it. Like that, that he's going to, like you said, all the volume. He, he, he finds the end zone even when he's splitting a backfield. When he's got it all to himself, like, you know, I could see a really – Big week one out of Jamal Williams, and at 5,100, just take my money. Fair enough. Fitz, what about you? Yeah, I thought you nailed it, you know, with Jamal Williams and Michael Thomas, but now, you know, hearing Mike talk about Jamal Williams and everyone else, uh, you know, if he gets super popular, chalky Jamal Williams, I'm probably off. But I like uh, I like the Michael Thomas call, you know, get, get him early, um, low-owned, and, um, you know, just soak up a bunch of targets and, you know, maybe get in the end zone. Uh, but on the other side, you know, in Tennessee, I really don't like that passing game. Um, you know, I can see playing Henry, of course, any week. But, uh, yeah, I'm not too crazy about this game. Uh, Jamal Williams just means Taysom Hill is going to score all the touchdowns. Yep. It's possible. It's always possible, unfortunately. But moving on, we have Houston at Baltimore, 43-and-a-half point over-under, and Baltimore is favored by 10 at home. Now, this game, I, I'm just completely off of Houston. But Fitz, why don't you just start it off? What, what what do you like in this game? Do you like anyone from Houston, or tell me what you like on the Baltimore side? Uh, yeah, don't really like anyone from Houston. We just don't really know what that you know what that offense is going to be. Who's going to be the guy there? And even if they, you know who it is, is, is it going to be much upside there? Um, so I, I mean, I like Baltimore's defense. <laughs> you know, I know they're uh, 
you know, priced up and it's a defense, but um, yeah, you know, maybe you want to play Gus Bus or, or JK Dobbins, you know, before he, you know, gets hurt again. Um, obviously like Lamar Jackson, you can play him naked just, you know, because you don't really know who's going to be his favorite, you know, receiver either. I don't know if Andrew's going to play, but um, obviously Lamar Jackson, Andrew stack is great. If you want to do, uh, you know, some the running back Gus Bus or maybe even both of them, Gus Bus, Dobbins, you know, Ravens defense, a little skinny there, but not not crazy about anything on the Houston side, but I'll have some pieces in Baltimore. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And I, I like the call playing Lamar naked. You don't know who's going to be the guy in this offense. Andrews has been banged up with a mystery injury over the, over the past week. I was practicing today, but definitely got to monitor that. I think Zay Flowers will definitely be the most popular of these guys at, at 4K. So I do like Dobbins. It, it might just be a, a Dobbins, maybe pay up for Ravens defense and get the hell out because Houston was absolutely atrocious against the run last year. We know Dobbins has some big play upside and 6,600, not terrible for him. But Dave, what about you? I think I'm leaning into the uncertainty. I think I want to play Zay Flowers here and Lamar Stacks to, you know, kind of have him plant his flag week one while he's still an unknown. He's only 4K. Yeah, you got to watch ownership, but especially if Andrews is banged up, you might see this Lamar offense run through the wide receivers for the first time. And if you look at that group of the top three, Flowers is the most talented. And I think that he'll probably get the first shot to be the alpha there. Yeah, I, I agree with that. What were you going to say, OBJ? I'd say an OBJ for you, uh, you Nick. No, it's not because he hasn't played football in how long? And it's been a while since he's been good. Um, Flowers looked really good in camp and, you know, they used a ton of draft capital on him. He should be brought there to be the number one, if not immediately, which I think there is a chance of. I mean, going by midseason, he's the number one wide receiver undisputed here outside of Andrews, of course. Yeah, I would definitely prefer Flowers, but I mean, I I could see OBJ being used in the red zone and just like literally having three catches and two touchdowns for absolutely no reason. But I just don't see Houston pushing them at all. So I I don't know if I want to pay up for Lamar at 8K in a game where they could be winning by the end of the first quarter and, and technically he could even be sitting down. I know he won't be, but he just might not be needed literally after the first quarter. But Mike, you have any different thoughts? Not really. I think Stroud, like Howell, is gonna have spots this year. This just isn't it. Um, I think I think Stroud is probably the rookie that figures it out the quickest, if that's a thing. Um, but yeah, it's probably naked Lamar. And if I'm gonna pair him, it's gonna be Flowers. But I just I I think this is one of those cruise kind of games where even Baltimore controlling it the whole time doesn't put up a ton of points. Are there any young Houston wide receivers that you guys would be interested in playing? I mean, I, I like Tank Dell, but I mean, he's, yeah, I'll know, take a stab at Tank. He's a he's a rookie. You don't know how involved he's going to be. How you know how soon he's going to be involved. So, I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind throwing you know a couple darts on Tank Dell just to uh, see if he gets some targets, but not confident in it. Stone yeah, game. I'm, I'm out on Houston. Period. Damian Pierce is the only one I would even consider, and I just don't think it's the game for him. But moving on, we have San Francisco at Pittsburgh, over under 40 and a half. Now, San Francisco is favored by two and a half points. Now, this one kind of scares me a little. We we might have some weather. 
low over under already. It could be a defensive battle. I mean, Pittsburgh is, is pretty good on defense. We know San Francisco is good on defense. So for that reason, I, I really just, you don't know who it's going to be. Is it going to be Deontay? Is it going to be Pickens? Is it going to be Calvin Austin? Is Harris going to be the guy? Is Jalen Warren going to go in there? So with all those questions, I'm honestly just staying away from Pittsburgh going against this 49ers defense. And then the only guys I would even consider on San Francisco are, are Debo is way too cheap at 5.5. I, I do think that that price alone gets him pretty up there in, in ownership. And then Christian McCaffrey is Christian McCaffrey. 8,700 is probably the lowest he'll be all season. So if you want to play him, go right ahead. But I, I would have a lot more interest in them if Kittle is out. And I do think that Ayuk would be the lowest owned of, of those guys. So those two are probably really the only ones I'm even considering in this game. But, Mike, what about you? Yeah, there's going to be better. This might be like a 10-9 game, you know, 17-14 type of game, especially if the weather comes in. Um, both these defenses are probably going to be really good. Neither quarterback can fully be just super trusted yet. Um, you know, Purdy wins games. Pickett looks like he might put it together eventually, but in, in year two for each of them, like, no, I'm good. Um, it's almost like there's too much talent on this field to even, you know, I don't know, something weird about the game. I just don't feel great about it, even with all these supreme, supremely good players. Well, I think you did touch on it too, is you have two second-year quarterbacks that, you know, yeah, Purdy won a lot of games, but he didn't exactly look that impressive. And Pittsburgh is good, especially at home defensively, and the Niners are good. So, yeah, it's there's plenty of reasons to stay away from this one. But, Dave, what about you? For me, it's just Evo. I think the price is too cheap, um, especially if Kittle's banged up. They're going to run that offense through him, McCaffrey, and Ayuk to an extent. You're going to really have a consolidated route tree. Um I don't really want anyone on the Pittsburgh side of this. Just like you guys said, uncertainty, low game total. Uh, Pickett's going to figure it out. And, I mean, one of his stacks there could end up going off. Just I don't think it's this week. So, for me, uh, just a couple of guys on the San Francisco side, obviously McCaffrey and d What about you, Fitz? Yeah, this where I'm going get to a, get a little different. I mean, from the outside looking in, you know, you, you see, you know, these two great defenses, you know, uh, inexperienced quarterbacks. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. But I look on the other side. I'm actually really high on Pittsburgh's offense this year. We know, you know, how explosive and how great 49ers offense is. Um, oh, I can see this game being, I don't know, you know, more high-scoring than uh, than you think. But, you know, the problem is just getting uh, getting the guys right here. Because uh, there's so many guys in, in the 49ers that can spread it out. Ayu, Kittle, McCaffrey, Debo, and then – um, you know, with, with Pittsburgh, you know, do you really play, you know, if you play Pickett, who are you going to play him with? Is it Deontay or is it Pickens? Is it, you know, Najee? So if you can get the right pieces in this game, I think, uh, you know, um, you can do well. I like I like Calvin Austin, um, you know, low price guy um, to get in there. And, uh, you know, maybe don't play the quarterbacks. But maybe, you know, play Debo and a Calvin Austin and a McCaffrey and, uh, you know, accept one more points and then, I mean, I I think I might actually use a bit of Pittsburgh's defense and and just hope that Purdy looks like the last pick of the draft. So 
If we move on to the next game, though, I I, I think this one's going to be pretty interesting, actually, because I think there's going to be more points than a lot of people think here. Ja- Jacksonville and Indy. Now, obviously, Indy has a, a rookie quarterback, but over under 45 and a half, not, not a terrible number. Jacksonville is four and a half point favorites on the road. But if I'm playing Indy's side, I'm probably just playing Richardson. And at 5,600, I, I think with his legs, you know, clearly you could play him naked. You can make cases for Pittman. You can make cases for Pierce and, and these other guys. But you don't know who it's going to be. So I, I think you just take the points from Richardson. And then you have plenty of, of guys you could play on the other side. Ridley, 6500 That could be a great price because if he ends up being what he was prior to injury and, and suspension, I mean, that that's a very good price for him in, in what could be a high-powered offense. We saw Christian Kirk have plenty of flashes last year, 5600 I think he could definitely pay that off. Zay Jones was heavily involved. He, he could be heavily involved again this year, 4500 Then you have Ingram. Tight ends a shit show. At 4700 you can make a case for him. So, if if you wanted to stack them with with Lawrence six thousand five hundred, I I think that's fine. But my only issue with with stacking Lawrence is I would probably want a double stack, and I, I don't know that this game really requires a double stack on on his side. So the other guy would be ATN. You, you really you could just go Richardson and ATN and and be on your way with a skinny stack there, and and it's pretty cheap with Richardson at quarterback. So. Dave, what do you, what do you think about this one? And anything you like? Anything that stands out? Uh, I don't know if I like it, but it certainly stands out. You got Deion Jackson at forty one hundred here. I haven't started to build anything yet, but it might be a great opportunity to save some money at the running back spot to be able to jam in a couple of tight, top tight, uh, top end wide receivers. Um, so just something to consider there. If I'm playing Richardson, I'm playing him naked. I don't really think that there's anybody that's worth paying the price to stack him with. Michael Pittman at 6,200 is just too expensive there. Um, on the other side, I mean, all the pieces, all the Lawrence double stacks, there's a lot to like about Jacksonville going into the year. Uh, from a DraftKings perspective, the thing that you don't like is there's so many options. So it's going to be tough to pick which one to get here. But um I mean, all the Jacksonville players here for me. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I probably stay away from Lawrence just because of that reason is for you to get it right. You're going to have to take so many stabs and it's going to take up so many of your lineups. If, if you're doing different iterations of a double stack or even a single stack. So I'd probably rather Richardson and then take my stabs for a skinny stack elsewhere for with the Jacksonville guys. But Mike, what about you? No, I'll be the guy who who makes some combination of all the doubles here. I'll have Lawrence, Etienne, and Ridley. Lawrence, Ridley, Kerr. Uh, I'll get Ingram in there. Like I'll find ways to to jam this game. Um, the comeback is probably the hard part. Everything Dave said about Deion Jackson. Uh, if Zach Moss gets cleared, it's kind of the same argument. Um, you know, so it's, I'm not sure if I'm going to have a comeback in this game, honestly, but. I'm going to be super heavy on Lawrence and I'm going to try to get every single combination I can get here. Fair enough. All right. If we move on to the next one, we have Tampa Bay and Minnesota. 
And we have a 45 and a half over under also in this one. And Minnesota is favored by six at home. Now, I, th- I think this one's pretty straightforward. Now, Mike Evans is dealing with a groin injury, so I- I'm just going to cross him off for that reason. Now, clearly, Mike Evans can absolutely blow up a slate, but this early in the season, if you're dealing with a groin or a hamstring, it just scares the shit out of me. You could be out in, in any moment, so I- I- I'm just not going there with him. But I absolutely love Chris Godwin, 5,900. I, th- I think is a great price for him. Could see a ton of targets in this one. We know that Minnesota is probably going to put up points. They're defensively not really that great. Maybe improved a little, but last year they were terrible. So I, I do like Godwin at 5,900 quite a bit. And then also Rashad White, 5,500. Very cheap for what's going to be a running back that's going to get the bulk of the carries and the passing game work. So 5,500, I think, is a great price for him. Then if we go to the Minnesota side, I mean, there's probably going to be points scored by this offense. So I think if you wanted to go Cousins, obviously who would you would want to pair him with would be Jefferson. But 8,800 is, is pretty expensive for him. So don't know what you could actually afford if, if you do go that way. Probably not a double stack, but Addison, not a bad price at 5,100. Hawkinson, 5,900. So if, if Jefferson's getting up there in ownership, a Cousins, Addison, Hawkinson could actually be a pretty nice stack leverage-wise. Because if everyone's using Jefferson and and it ends up being those two and Cousins still gets you there and it goes through those two, that, that could be a great stack. And then you can... You know, if you really think this game absolutely shoots out, you bring it back with Godwin and White, and they're actually kind of cheap. So I I think that could be an interesting stack. And then just one last guy to touch on. You know, over the last two years, we've constantly seen people line up to play Alexander Madison, regardless of his price. Once Dalvin Cook is hurt, they they would just jam him in and he would be chalk. And now he's basically been left for dead. 6,500, you got a guy that's going to get a ton of work, so... Might not be a bad play there either, but Fitz, what, what are you thinking with this one? Um, yeah, I actually really like this game, and uh, I know I'm going to get a you know a bunch of heat for this, and everybody loves to hate on him, but I mean, he is starting quarterback, my boy Baker at four thousand nine hundred. You know, you want to talk about getting Justin Jefferson in there? Why not uh, take those huge savings at uh, at quarterback? Like I said they're going to have to score some points. Um, you talked about Evan straight him up with a groin injury. I think uh, Evan is going to be the guy, and He's not even on the injury report right now. Obviously, I know we can tweak it. You know, we don't trust it. But um, I like a Baker, um, Evan stack, even though double stack Baker. You know, if, if Baker's going to get there, you know, I like, you know, he doesn't have, you know, you can do uh, Evans and Godwin and then bring it back um, with Madison, uh, bring it back with, with Justin Jefferson, Hawkinson. I like all the pieces in Minnesota. But, um, yeah, I'm going to get Baker in there at 4,900. I, I think Baker – is getting too much shit. And I I think he could be good in this offense. Clearly with those wide receivers, he he could be productive. I just, I don't think it's enough to win you a DraftKings tournament. I do think Baker can keep the game close enough and, and get enough offensive production, but I'd rather just play Godwin or Evans or white. And then, more so stack the Minnesota side. I, I, I just don't know that Baker's needed. And I, even though he's cheap, I think it might be getting a little bit too cute. I mean, I mean, you're, you're probably right, but we have seen, you know, Baker put up big games. So, I mean, it's possible. And it, it you know, if he does at 4,900, it can get you there. Sure. And, and like you said, if you're doing it to get Jefferson, 
and Jefferson breaks the slate and, and Baker does just enough to pay off that price. Sure. It may, it makes sense, but I, I just, again, they're, they're only their team implied total too is only nine, 19.75. So under 20 points, I just, I think it's getting a little too cute, but Dave, what about you? I kind of agree with Fitz here. Uh, it's an indoor game. It's a track meet. I mean, what did you do last year to be successful on DraftKings? You play a quarterback versus the Minnesota Vikings, and it worked every single time. I watched Daniel Jones put up season highs twice against them. Uh, so playing Baker here with, and yeah, Evans or Godwin, I don't like playing them together. If you want to double it, maybe you throw in White. Um, but they have a really condensed target tree there, too. Uh, they really don't throw to the tight end. Kate Otten, probably a cheap flyer out there somewhere else. But I could see this game kind of shooting out. And, but, I mean, Tampa keeping it close. I won't go as far as them as saying they're going to win this game. But I think they can keep it close. On Minnesota, you got all the pieces there. Jefferson, um, I think it's a little early for Addison. I like Hawkinson, although he really didn't do much during camp and like you said alexander madison people just kind of don't like him i think he's going to get Valcal usage and at 6500 i think that's a smash play too yeah i i get what you said i I do think this game could shoot out and as far as the daniel jones thing i mean he just provides so much with his legs too that i I just don't think baker can do that but mike what, what about you I think it's more pieces than anything else. I don't know if I want to have full stacks here. Um, anywhere I could afford Jefferson, you know, if I go cheap elsewhere, like I'll try to file in Jefferson. Uh, Madison, interesting. Um, you know, Otten, I guess a little interesting, but it, it's PC stuff like that. I'm not getting not getting super super hyped here, super heavy. Fair enough. Now, with this next one, I'm going to make this nice and easy. We have Carolina at Atlanta, 39.5 point over under, 3.5 point favorites at home are the Falcons. Bijan, 8K. That's it. Done. Move on. <laughs> Fitz? Nah, man, I can, I can get some more pieces in this game. Let's, uh, you know, throw some Bryce Young in there. You want to, you know, pick who you want to stack them with. I like, uh, I like Hayden Hurst there at tight end. You know, if you're not playing one of the high-priced tight ends, you're throwing darts there. I like, you know, little Bryce Young, Hurst. We've seen these two uh, two teams score a lot of points against each other. Um, you know, if you want to get – everyone's going to be able to play Bijan. You want to get a little different. I don't mind Algier. He might be – you know, he might just be the goal line back there, and he's still going to get usage. Arthur Smith loves to run. Um, who knows? Maybe, you know, Kyle Pitts, you know, has an appearance. I wouldn't mind playing him at tight end, but – um, not going crazy on this game, but I, I I disagree that it's just Bijan. I think there's there's some guys here you can play. I I just lowest over under on the slate, and both of these teams are going to come out running the ball. I I could see this game being over, and six of the other games still only being them in the third quarter. I I just don't think that this is going to be a high scoring game, and both teams are going to run the ball so much. Time is just going to fly off the clock. But Mike. You have, you have any different thoughts? I'm going to pivot off of yours. Like, if we're that high on Bijan, we're saying that they're going to run, why not Miles Sanders, too? You know, coming in at yeah, $2,400 no, you, you less can play, than You can play Bichon. Sanders. Yeah, yeah and, so. and 5600 for for a guy that's going to get the bulk of the work. 
I, I think that's fine. I just I wouldn't really stack this game, but those those probably are literally the only two I would even consider. Thielen at forty six again, a an affordability play maybe later on in a different lineup as a single, but yeah, not, not super too hyped here either. He he's also apparently dealing with an ankle injury right now too, so just something to keep keep in mind and keep an eye on. Dave, what about you? Mm, I don't want any of these pieces. Uh, Bijan, fine. I'm not nobody's going to want to click Miles Sanders, so it's probably a good play, but I don't want any of it. Yep, yeah, I mean, definitely makes sense. So, right into the F- out now. Yeah, yeah, this will this will be the game you absolutely needed. So we're heading to the late games now, and I I like a lot of these. This is probably where most of my lineups are going to be made. And we start off with Philly at New England, over under a forty five. Philly is minus three and a half point favorites on the road. Now this one I I like a lot because as I said before, I want to avoid volatility, and I I think that this is as straightforward as it gets on this slate. Play Hurts, stack them with Brown, Smith, Goddard. You can even stack them, two of them with him, or just play him naked, and it's Ramondre on the other side, and it's literally that easy. Dave, what about you? Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I mean, they, everything is limited in terms of what you've got for Philly. Uh, I wouldn't touch any of their backfield at this moment. Uh, stack Hurts, double stack him with two of the pass catchers and move along. And I don't know who Ramondre is your bring back. Maybe Juju because it's early, but it's really about it for me. Yeah. There's questions about those new England receivers and don't know how good Mac Jones is, but Hunter Henry could be a multi touchdown potential for this week. So. And then, and then so so could Jacecki or whatever they, they signed Jacecki to. I just, uh, you know, Derek, I was going to ask first. Thing I was going to ask was who you play from New England, and Derek pretty much just nailed it. I I don't have any confidence playing really anyone over there. I'm fine with a Ramondre bring back, but uh, yeah, obviously I like all the Eagles. So you get you know you're on point. Yeah, with and with Ramondre, I mean it. It doesn't matter how the game goes. Even if somehow New England keeps this close and it's an ugly game it's still going to be mostly Ramondre. He's going to get a ton of work in the passing game. He's still going to run the ball. So I, I I love him. Mike, what about you? Yeah, all the Eagles, none of the Patriots. I don't play Patriots, so I won't comment on that. But yeah, Fair double enough. snaps all over Philadelphia. Casual bias. Now, really, that that could be a way to go with it, too. We, we've seen Philly just stomp teams last year, so – Maybe you go a Hertz double stack and there is no bring back. I mean, it's possible that that works out as well, but moving on, we have another game. It's a divisional game. We got, we got a lot of them this week, but we have Vegas heading to Denver 44 point over under and Denver is four point favorites at home. I, I do actually think that this one is surprisingly pretty straightforward as well, especially on the Vegas side. I mean, there's only two guys that you would even think about touching and it's, Jacobs at 7,700 and, and Devonte Adams at 7,900. I, I don't think anyone is going to play either of them because of their elevated prices and just the stank around the Raiders. But I, I think you could do a skinny stack here with one of those two and, and bring it back with, 
I, I do like Javante Williams, 5,700. I mean, we, we know the player he is and, and could be involved in the passing game. And then I think Sutton at 5,200 or even Marvin Mims at, at 3,000 is a serious savings. If, if Judy is out, those two are going to get a ton of targets here. And Vegas was absolutely terrible last year, especially with, with long passes. And those two could get some big chunk plays in a hurry. Fitz, so, what do you think? So Mims is going to be the the highest owned player on the slate, right? Probably pretty close. I mean, because of the price. Stone man. Yeah, that's fine. Um, this is my this is my smash spot. This is my favorite game on the slate. Um, you know, you talk about stank. You know, everyone. Uh, you know, hates Russell Wilson. I'm sure Mike just can't wait to say that he's washed, but uh. You know what? I'm going there, dude. Week one, like I said, let no one want to play him um, at home divisional game. Like, let's – I'm stacking Russell Wilson with uh, Portland Sutton. I'm getting in him there with uh, with Dolchich, the tight end. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm double stacking there. I'm going one of them. I'm playing Javante. The other side, I'm playing a lot of uh, Josh Jacobs. You mentioned Adams. Uh, I think this game could, you know, be high scoring. And there's going to be a lot of guy pieces in this game that no one wants to play like Russell Wilson. Um, but I'm all in on this game, and I'm, I'm going to have a lot of pieces here. Yeah, I, I literally – my most of my lineups are basically going to be 4 o'clock games. I'm going to be in last place after 1 o'clock in pretty much all of them because I, I, I like a lot of these games. But, Dave, you got anything to contribute other than Marvin Mims going to be mega chalk? I, I mean, I, I think he's still a really good play. But, yeah, uh, Jacoby Myers. I think that there's more than just Devonta Adams on that offense there. Uh, they brought him in on a decent deal. Um, could, you know, get there with volume, maybe even falls in the end zone. But, I mean, you guys kind of nailed the top end of it. Mike, what about you? No, I was with your first thought. Uh, I think it's Jacobs. I think it's Adams. And give me no part of Denver because Russell Wilson is washed. So, if Russell Wilson is washed, none of his pass catchers get the volume they should be getting. You know, Javante Williams said we get to eight in the box the whole game. Just no. I can't wait till next week when Fitz starts, eh, I lost all my money, but it's because he was heavy on that. <laughs> such, a, such a bad take. We'll see. All right. So next is the game. Now, th- this is the one everybody's going to be stacking. Miami at the Chargers. We have an over-under of 50 and a half. Minus three Chargers favorite at home. You know, we, we saw the Ravens and Miami absolutely destroy last year. I mean, guys that just used six players from that game shipped everything. So I, I think people are going to approach this in the in the same way. You're going to see two of double stacks. You're going to see a ton of Mostert, 5,400. I mean, we, we have no Jeff Wilson. A-chain's a little bit banged up. So Mostert's going to get the bulk of the carries. Now, the concern there is if he's super chalk, we, we've seen this, I think it was week one, two years ago, where he was on the Niners and he was supposed to be the guy. And next thing you know, he's hurt. So might be some chalk you want to get away from there. But I, I do love this game. I, I'm going to have tons of Herbert stacks and love his weapons. 6,900, you could pair him with Eckler, 8,400. But I, I do think that I kind of like the receivers a little bit better. Allen, I think, is going to go overlooked because he's elevated in price, 7,300. And I still think he's the number one on this team. Williams is is going to get 
a good amount of looks, 5,700. Johnston's only 4,400. People love playing the new toy. So I, I do like Herbert stacks quite a bit and going to be bringing him back with Tyreek Hill. Waddle's a little bit banged up, but looks like he's going to go. So 7,100, not bad for him. I did want to play to a double stacks, but as of right now, it looks like Teron Armstead might not be playing and he's got back, ankle, and knee issues. So if he's not playing, Tua could be getting his ass kicked all, all day. So I, I literally might just go Hill, maybe a little sprinkle of A-chain, and just stack the shit out of the Chargers here. But, Dave, what, what do you think on this one? Yeah, I'm with you again here. I prefer the Chargers side to the Dolphins side, but I'm going to have a lot of this game. Um, really like Jalen Waddle, 7,100. Might get overlooked in terms of his pricing, especially with everybody flocking to Tyree Kill. At 8,200, so playing Waddle without Hill might be a route to being different, especially if you add in maybe Mostert there as a two a double. But uh, there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. This is going to be a fun one to watch. I uh, really like Mike Williams, 5,700 on the Chargers side. You can look at Josh Palmer also. 4K is a little pricey. He might be playing in front of Quentin Johnson to start the year. I think Quentin Johnson will eventually overtake him. But week one, Josh Tom Palmer is a dart throw as a way to be different in this game if you're going to overstack it. Yeah, I, I think most of my stacks will might even be both of Allen and Williams or one of them and then maybe sprinkle in a little Everett at 4,300 to get a little, a little different. But, Mike, what, what do you think? Yeah. Heavy on both sides. I'll just play devil advocate for the Dolphins side. You don't get a fully healthy Tua often, so you might as well take advantage of it now because uh, it's only a matter of time before his brain goes smush. Um, but, yeah, it double stacks both sides. Get as much as he can. Big scoring game. Late, you have some late swap for those of you fags who would like to do that. Um, but, yeah, I think this game is going to be – surprised you guys are as heavy on it anyway because – like I feel like this is gonna be super heavy, like heavy ownership. No. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it it could be far and away the game that you need, and and you know that that's the difference between good chalk and bad chalk. You know, if if everyone's stacking the shit out of a game that's got the third lowest total on the slate, that's an easy fade. Whereas this has the highest total on the slate has some of the best players at, at pretty good prices. So I'm, I'm fine eating that chalk. Especially when you're talking full game stacks. I mean, we ran through most of these games here. There's not a lot that you want to have multiple pieces on both sides, or at least, you know, multiple pieces from one side with a solid bring back on the other. So I think this one game we just covered before a lot of these late games have, you know, full game stack potential. I concur. Fitz, what do you think? You got anything to add for this one? Yeah, no, just like Mike said, I mean, when I first looked at it, you know, my first thought was, oh, this game's going to be super chalky. Everyone's going to play this game. And my first thought was to get cute and, uh, you know, try to be light on it. But as I go through the rest of them, um, I think you just uh, shouldn't get cute. You know, just play this, you know, play guys from this game because uh, I think it is just sets up, you know, to be a track meet. And uh, well, my favorite, you know, is, is Herbert with Allen. Um, I think Keenan could just have a monster game, suck up all those targets. I like the Waddle call, you know, to get pivot off Tyreek Hill. Of course, you can play Tyreek and Waddle, you know, also, you know, at the same in the same lineup with Herbert Allen. Um, I like the Everett call. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm with you guys. Got to play this game. 
got to have exposure. All right. So why don't you start us off with the next one? We have the Green Bay Packers heading to Chicago over under 43 and a half. And Green Bay is one and a half favorites on the road. Yeah. What are you thinking like on that one? I like this game. I'll, I'll have, uh, have some pieces here. Um, Justin Fields, you know, is a monster. He's got some more weapons this year. Um, you know, I like Fields, you know, pair him up with, you know, uh, TJ Moore, you can uh, even play Mooney, you know, he's kind of, you know, took a hiatus last year, but I think Mooney's going to be good um, again this year with, you know, Fields taking that next step. Um, on the other side, I like Aaron Jones, you know, he's going to be involved in the pass game, the whole offense. I even like, you know, Using AJ Dillon, if you know they're going to score points in this game, and you know take the ball out of Jordan Love's hands, I could see AJ Dillon getting a couple touchdowns. Um, I really like Christian Watson, but I just saw he popped up with a hamstring injury, so got to watch that. Um, how serious that is. If Watson is out, yeah, then I'm just really loading up on um, you know Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, you know the runners there, and then on the other side it's uh, Fields, you know DJ Moore, Mooney, and some pieces there. Yeah, it, with Watson and that hamstring, I mean, it's it's terrifying when anyone's got a groin or a hamstring week one. But when you're a, a player that's ex- explosive like he is, and and you want to rely on that explosiveness, that that's terrifying. So for that reason, Jalen Reed might be a nice little sprinkle. Another guy that's only three thousand dollars. So I, I'd almost prefer that Dobbs with a hamstring and Watson with a hamstring both are still active. Cause then it keeps people off of, of Reed, but I think he could be a good play at 3000. And like you said, Fitz, I love Aaron Jones. 6,300 is way too price for the role or way too low of a price for the role. He's going to have AJ Dillon's fine. If they're going to come out and run the ball quite a bit, you know, Chicago was not good against the run last year. And then I, I still love fields. You could play him naked 7,700. We saw just a four week stretch last year where he was, you had to have him. Otherwise you were not coming close to shipping anything. So I will definitely play him. I'll have a couple lineups where I pair him with DJ Moore, just cause I, I do think that they just get the ball in his hands right away. I, I think they want to use him as a weapon this year. Mooney's possibly sneaky, big play threat, but I'm not going to get too cute with field stacks because if he gets there, it's mostly going to be through his legs. But Dave, what do you, what are you thinking for this one? I'm staying late on this game. If I play fields, it'll be naked as a one-off. Um, I do like Aaron Jones um, a lot more than Dylan here. I think that offense has to run through Aaron Jones, especially with their wide receivers banged up. Uh, I like the Jaden Reed call, but don't like much from the pass catching side on this game. Fair enough. Mike, what about you? Yeah, me either. Divisional game inexperienced quarterbacks uh, like I'm just not I really like the recall like I'm I'm kind of upset that you guys are on it too I thought I was gonna be super sharp there by bringing him up um <laughs> DJ Moore I just think DJ Moore is really good at football and I'm kind of excited to see what he can do with a you know better quarterback play he, he was trade trending so well the first three weeks with Darnold last year and then injuries just kind of derailed the season um but yeah it's a PC game here one off you know fill-ins here and there, but I'm not I'm not stacking anywhere else in this game. All right. Well, we got the last game of, of the uh, slate here, so let's get into it. We have the Rams, another divisional game, heading to Seattle, over under a 45.5, and, and Seattle is 5.5-point favorites at home. 
Now, Cooper Cup has already been ruled out of this one, so this is going to be interesting. I do still think the Rams can put up some points against Seattle, but there's really, it's pretty honed in on who you want to use on the Rams. Obviously, Cam Akers, 6,200, is going to get a ton of work. And then I I do think that you actually see, you know, Dave, you said Mims, but I think Puka Nakua is going to be incredibly high-owned. He's been a, a big name in drafts recently best ball at only 3k with with no cooper cup in there i think people are over van jefferson and they're gonna just have the savings to go down to 3k to to use him quite a bit and then we've seen higby just be an absolute target monster and and with how volatile tight end is 4,800 for him i i think he's a cash game lock and and you'll see him in in quite a bit of gpp lineups now the seattle side I, uh, same thing. It, it's, you know, this is a game you want to target because as I said before, there's not a lot of volatility. You know where the ball is going. Gino, maybe you don't want to play him, but at 6,100, if, if you went with a double stack with DK and, and lock it and brought it back with it, with a cheap piece from the Rams, that actually might pay off. And Jackson Smith and Jigba is likely to play, but a rookie with a wrist injury, how much is he going to play? I, I think it actually keeps DK and Lockett's ownership a little bit down than if he was out so I I do like him quite a bit now the one question mark is what is the running back situation going to look like for Seattle Walker's been dealing with a groin injury so that that definitely scares me I'd probably stay away from him and just go to Charbonnet at 4.8 and and take it take a roll of the dice there but I'd much rather the the passing game in this one but Mike why don't you start us off with this one I I want to play Walker, but it's going to be one of those you're you're watching it basically until kickoff, um, and you need to make sure you can. I mean, I guess you could always just go in Charbonnet. Um, I, I think a, a solo Metcalf or a solo Lockett, I'm good with. I don't know if I'm really stacking here. I, I mean, same argument as the last game. It's a divisional game, so it, it's yeah, the offenses look okay. Well, LA doesn't look good anymore, but. Um, you know, they just play tight. They just play lower than than expected more often than not. So I'm not I'm not rushing to get into a division game here. Fair enough, Dave. What about you? I would like the Higby call. I think I'd rather even I'd rather play Tutu Atwell than Puka Nakua in this offense here. Um, I mean, you're taking a shot on either of them, but Tutu had a little more, you know, draft capital invested in him and still think Marvin Mims is better than each of those guys, but it's conversation for another time. Um, This game could shoot out if the Rams keep up. I don't think they can keep up, but they do have some weapons. I don't mind Van Jefferson at all at 4,700. I don't want to be heavy on either side of this game. Um, Seattle's pass catchers are really priced up. I mean, you got to pay 7K for DK Metcalf, 6700 for Tyler Lockett. I feel like there's just a lot of better options out there. JSN, 4900 if you want, you know, digging down for a little bit of a salary saver. But I like this game. I just don't like fitting all the pieces together for it. I, I, I like what you said with Tutu Atwell. That could be a very sneaky play. Now, as far as the Seattle side though. I, I I think that they, since they have the elevated price, you, you could see the ownership being pretty low on them. And, and for that reason, I'm 
we could see DK absolutely destroy a slate. You know, he he had a ton of red zone opportunities last year that didn't turn into touchdowns. But if that goes the other way, we we, we could definitely see him absolutely destroying this. So I agree with you. And you're saving a lot by bringing it back with an Atwell or an Akuo. I mean, that's 3K. I mean, that's not a lot of money spent altogether on a game stack. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this one. But pretty excited. Week one is here. We're we're gonna absolutely smash this slate. Fitz, any final words? Nah, just uh, you know, don't be afraid to get a little different. Week one, it's a clean slate. We don't have much to go off of. You know, I don't take much in the preseason. So um go what you got, get a little uh, you know, get different, and uh good luck. Dave, what about you? Uh adding on from what Fitz said, get different, but don't get too cute. Play the good plays. There's a lot of them out there. And DraftKings week one pricing is soft because it's been out for a while. So play all the best dudes. Yeah. Mike? I can't believe the Jets aren't on the main slate of week one. Like, I'm sorry, good. America. Or the Giants. Or the Giants. Like, God, we filled in the entire show without talking about the Jets or the Giants. Yeah, but I'm excited about that because we actually get to watch the Jets. So we get to enjoy, you know, it's like Christmas morning. Week one, you get to go and watch all the games, sweat so your good. DFS lineups, sweat the bets. And then, and then you were, for your team in a standalone. Cereal. If yeah. they were in this slate, I was fading all of Buffalo. All no of way. Everything. And then, Fade the whole and, and, and then what happens? You, you you wake up Monday night and you get coal in your, uh, in your stocking when the Jets get freaking, when the Jets uh, lose. Nah, they are gonna murk the Bills. I don't know. Is week, is week one so good? Is week one on hard knocks? So good. Huh? What's that? Unless they're playing on hard knocks, they can't win. So. <laughs> I don't know what that means. All right, but that's gonna do it for this episode. Obviously, we are ready for week one. As I said at the top, check out themadlabmma.com. Got a couple days left to get in on the Run Pure Sports and Mad Lab collab so definitely head over there i will have a link down in the description also yardsperfantasy.com showdown breakdown cash game breakdown thehelmsports.com i will have my roster construction article up there on saturday so check all that out we are absolutely going to destroy this season and i absolutely can't wait but that's going to do it for this week as always thank you for listening i'm your host Derek helm and remember Stefan out there.